Saving the Soul of America requires, no, demands that protection is provided for Haitian migrants who have been forced due to internal violence and external violence from the United States, from Canada, from the colleagues that continues to make sure that our very existence is unacceptable. So when we talk about broken promises, when we talk about I come to you and kneel and beg you and ask you and I will give back to you, and then you speak in our faces, This is Race Forward's Hemaleva, and welcome to Reflections, a Race Forward podcast series. This is our limited run of our first mini-series, the National Immigrant Integration Conference, recorded October 2021. In collaboration with the National Partnership for New Americans, we have eight dynamic conversations that speak to the urgency of the moment within the immigrant rights movement heading into 2022. Let's get started. Thank you so much, Gerlin Joseph, co-founder and executive director of the Haitian Bridge Alliance. We are the only Black-led, the only Haitian-led organization providing services at the U.S.-Mexico border, including humanitarian assistance, legal support, legal services. We also created the first Black Immigrants Bell Fund to be able to answer to the needs of people who have otherwise been forgotten. We fight for freedom and liberation of all people. Being a Haitian national, being an American citizen, a Haitian-American Black immigrant of descendants of enslaved people in the Americas, it is imperative that we make sure that people get the protection and the support that they need. And, and I am so blessed to be in this journey, painful journey with Bilal and the Afghan community to see how we make sure that all people are welcome with dignity. One thing that Bilal was saying in the previous segment was that it seems when the news cycle hits and the country's in the media, that's when it's the opportunity to kind of grab, right? In this year, it was the earthquake and Haiti has reemerged with the images at the border. Take me through what has this year been like? It's a roller coaster of pain and disappointment and frustration with the world with the Biden administration, with the reality of what people saw under the bridge. And I was under the bridge with those people. And not only seeing the people, but seeing myself in the people, because I am the people. And finally, the veil failed. People saw the picture. They saw the reality that we have been telling them for the past six years of Haitians and other black migrants from Cameroon, from Mauritania, escaping modern-day slavery, from Ethiopia, escaping conflict at the U.S.-Mexico border. And what we saw under the bridge didn't just happen overnight. It was in the making because of the inaction of the United States, because of the fact that the United States had been destabilizing Haiti for the past over 200 years. And the fact that still, as Black people, the images that my forefathers fought against the French Empire, not only create ourselves, our identity, our language of people from different African countries, indigenous people, the Taino and the Awarak people, including the languages of the colonizers from French to English to Spanish to Portuguese to create our own selves. And we know we understand that our existence is unacceptable to the United States and the rest of the West. 
but we are still here in existence and we will continue to do that. But what people saw under the bridge, that what we have been dealing with for a very long time. Talk to me about the significance of working there where these images were taken and taking place to being here in Nevada at this conference. I think for me, I'm a bridge builder and seeing what is missing and how we can make those changes, but understanding that movements needs to be dismantled, understanding that we don't have a space to build back from, and we have to move forward and create that space for us and for all people. From under the bridge to Nevada, to seeing how people are being received, to seeing how today, as I speak to you, 7,200 people from under the bridge have been erased and disappeared by being deported. 7,200 in one week. That includes the little black girls and the little black boys and the men that you saw in this picture carrying two bags of food. What he was carrying, that was food to feed pregnant women and children that were left on the U.S. side, hungry and thirsty under the bridge in the dust and only to be met by men in uniform in horseback being whipped and then their stories erased deported and at the same time we have the president and the vice president and mallorcas coming to say we are going to hold cbp accountable no you need to hold yourselves accountable because as you are doing your quote-unquote investigation you are erasing the witnesses you are erasing those who were subject to that abuse whether by deporting them or pushing them back to mexico we must hold those people in leadership accountable you know i'm speaking as myself as a person who fought as a person who knocked on doors and pushed so that president biden and his administration can be in power can be in place because we had hope that saving the soul of america will include making sure that little girls and boys coming knocking asking for protection will be heard and will be given protection so I am frustrated. I am pissed off. And we demand accountability. What lessons are we unexpectedly learning as a movement right now? That we need to do better. <laughs> that we must do better. And that Haiti has been the catalyst for freedom. And because of that, they have been pushed to the dirt and make sure they never prosper. So the movement need to realize unless we fight for the Haitian migrants, for the Cameroonian migrants, for the Ethiopian migrants, for the Mauritanian migrants, what are we fighting for? Mm -hmm. Should we only make sure that people of a lighter shade get protected? Is the fear of blackness really that deep within us as a people, you and I? Is the fear of Haitians the fear of black people really ingrained even in the immigration movement system. I think learning to look at ourselves first, you, me, look in the mirror and say, is that okay? And what am I going to do? Last question. What is next for you in the next couple of months as you gear up towards the new year? We don't have a time frame. We don't have a timeline. 
We've been fighting for a very long time. And as part of the Welcome with Dignity, as part of many other movements, our community is not bound by space and time, but really pushing the envelopes to make sure that people are held accountable and people get protection. Understanding that people, Haitians and other people are at the U.S.-Mexico border because United States have been at home in the country, destabilizing their homeland making sure that they are forced to leave. You know, we just had the assassination of Haitian president followed literally a month later, they had a deportation. On the eve of that, the following day, we had the earthquake completely destroying a south side of the country. And in less than a month, another deportation. The United States literally raging a war on Haitian migrants, on black migrants, and giving a carte blanche to any other country to do the same. So currently the United States is leading a war on Haitian asylum seekers from whom they have literally made their country unlivable. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to this podcast and make sure to also check out Momentum, or Race Forward podcast, our first podcast series, which I also executive produce. I want to thank our team at Race Forward for making this series possible, as well as the team at the National Partnership for New Americans. Stay connected to all our work at raceforward.org and across our social media. Until next time.